0: I'm John Gaskets, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com, the free KWSN mobile app. Craig, that was a brainy breakdown from Blake Lawrence, the former Husker football player, on maximizing student-athletes' financial potential, making money off their name and likeness, mainly through uh, social media. Which is going to be happening once there's NCAA legislation allowing student athletes to profit from their name and likeness.
1: And I uh, was listening real close. Yeah. And I'm still confused. Yeah. How it all's gonna work. There are so many things they have to put together by january once they get this thing to get this thing going
0: our our job is typically to hopefully you know make things less confusing for people um but i mean blake's a guy that's kind of uh, really deep into it and has a much better understanding than most of us do um but i think i think most of society by now is okay with college athletes just you know especially at the major level considering how lucrative things are um with at least you being able want, to capitalize right, off of that.
1: Yeah, to wonder though if they're making this more more problematic uh, with all of the other issues that they're dealing with. Yeah. Schools can't have anything to do with it. Uh, they might have to use an agent. And, no. <laughs> you know, you get agents involved. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, who they're going to? And plus, <laughs> you got to have the same rules that helps federal guidelines too. Which you know deal. Federal government rules can be quite the problem as well. All
0: right. Uh, Let's go to the tires, tires, tires fan line. Tuesday afternoon, Matt Zimmer joining us on Craig and John. Covering, of course, South Dakota State athletics, and you know it's a different ball game financially for the school. Uh, obviously, Zim, because schools like South Dakota State and the FCS, they get you know if they're lucky they get ten thousand people to go to a football game. They don't have a huge TV contract, um, but when it comes to these athletes like Mike Dom, if uh, if a restaurant wanted him to have the Dominator burger while he was still in school, he could probably make a buck or two off of that. Is there anything you think at the FCS level that is alarming about the possibility? of students making their, their making dough off of their name and likeness?
2: I, mean, I don't think so. My personal opinion is if um, Applebee's wants to pay Mike Dom to have the Dominator Burger while he's a student-athlete, he should be able to do it. And I don't care if that's not fair to other athletes. Like, there's some sort of... Eh, that's always how I felt. I, I think it's silly that so much money is made off of student-athletes. So many people's entire uh, professions depend on those students, you know, providing that labor. uh, You won't find me complaining about any of that.
0: Uh, Do you think it will be any sort of problem in recruiting? The the cynical side of all of us thinks that, yeah, the the money can't be traced back to the university, but businesses in town could be vying for the services of kids when they're still in high school. If a business in a college town like Brookings would tell tell a kid, hey, before, before you come here, before they come here, hey, we might be able to, you know, we might have something in store for you. I don't know if players are well known enough and that highly sought after at the FCS level that that realistically could be happening, where a business in Brookings might offer you more than a business in Fargo would, and you'd be able to monetize better at a school like SDSU. And this is just, of course, hypothetical than than NDSU or vice versa. I mean, do you think that ever becoming a big problem in the arms race in recruiting?
2: Uh, If it did, that's collateral damage I'd be willing to accept.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Any other questions about that for Matt? Craig?
1: Mm, no, there's there's <laughs> still a lot that has to be developed on how I'm. Yeah. my head hurts. Okay,
0: um, you've done a lot of columns and you've spent a lot of time on our show, Matt, talking about the future of the Sioux Falls Canaries, about baseball in Sioux Falls. Uh, you've been playing the sport in this town and covering it for 20 years uh, with with Lavelle e. Neal, just writing in a blurb and then kind of extending his thoughts on our show last week about how there are some heavy hitters in Sioux Falls. T. Denny Sanford. Big the only one he would name that would move heaven and earth and are chomping at the bit to bring the twins AAA a affiliation to sioux falls obviously a new stadium would have to be built um you know how realistic do you find that idea to be
2: uh not very um it sounded more to me like you know someone asked the twins like hey where are some other places you could go if St. Paul wasn't, wasn't, didn't work out. And someone with the twin said, we'd sure love it if Sioux Falls would build us a brand new state of the art stadium and let us use it. Um, you know, and and then we'd only have to drive our players four hours back and forth and all that. I mean, that sounded much more like the Twins saying that would be nice rather than any sort of evidence that that would be logistically feasible. And, you know, I think we all know that there are a number of things that would make it extremely difficult from cost to size of our community, to uh, the lack of enthusiasm for professional baseball that the city has already shown, uh, to geographical restrictions, um, to timing, depending on how soon the Twins are going to need a new AAA affiliate if they decide they don't want to work with Rochester anymore. Um, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the idea of you know, we've talked about affiliated baseball potentially in two Falls before, and we always kind of assumed it was probably would have been a you know a single A team or something. To have it be Triple A uh, would really be awesome. Um, but I just I think that you know to, to use words like pie in the sky or I, I don't even think that does it justice. I mean, I think it's extremely unlikely that something like that happens, at least in the short term. I mean, we all know that uh, the Sanford folks are not afraid to dream very big when it comes to any of these things, and. You know, I was thinking about how one of the reasons we've heard about Augustana pursuing Division One membership is, you know, you've heard Kelby Krabenhoff say Sioux Falls needs a Division One school. We need to be a Division One city. You know, it would make sense that if they were looking at it from a baseball standpoint, they'd say we need to be, you know, an affiliated city. We need our minor league baseball team to be AAA or, you know, affiliated with the Twins or all those. And, and that. that that's cool. I, you know, I would love to have that. And I admire uh, thinking, thinking big. Uh, but logistically, I, I just I don't see any way it comes to all those things to come together in the, near, in the near term. You know, 20, 30 years down the line, who knows what our world is going to look like, let alone sports, minor league baseball, all that. But right now, I, I think the, the messaging coming out of the Twin Cities is, is very strange to me. Words like We're willing to move heaven and earth and the city is starving for baseball. Who, who told them that? I, I, I would take issue with those comments.
0: Okay, uh, well, interesting thoughts. I know Craig might have a couple more, and we'll continue, fortunately, with Matt Zimmer to start the 5 o'clock hour on both this and then the NFL, just making sure everything is going to go on time or at most a month late, and uh, you know the latest on sports in the pandemic when they're coming back, including Zim watching Korean baseball that is now underway without fans. It's baseball. It's Craig and John. Here on Fox Sports 98 1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com.
1: Goodbye, Aberdeen.
0: With Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com, and the free KWSN mobile app. We spent the first hour today, again, assessing the possibility of Sioux Falls becoming a triple-A town with the Minnesota Twins. Would it work? Could Sanford and Denny Sanford pull it off? John Kuhn joined us, former president of the Canaries, with his thoughts on how minor league baseball can work and bring people to the yard. And he's also worked with the Twins with the single-A Fort Myers Miracle. And uh, he, he brought a lot to the conversation, as did Tom Garrity, the CEO of the Canaries, yesterday. New article up on kwsn.com about all this. We'll move on from it in about 10 minutes with some NFL talk. Schedules are going to be released on Thursday. <laughs> and they're just going full speed ahead with the uh, start of the season. Fans in the stands or not. And at 520, Andy Greeter, go for beat writers. Pioneer Press, don't know if you've noticed, but they're killing it in recruiting. Uh, with the pandemic keeping them in, in Town, no spring football, but man, P.J. Fleck, the whippersnapper, uh, getting guys who are top-flight recruits, four-star recruits, I should say, who haven't even seen the campus uh, to commit to Minnesota over other big-time colleges. And this includes uh, four-star top... Uh, Ten-rated cornerback in the country in Omaha, who's going to Minnesota instead of Nebraska. So uh, Andy Greeter telling us how PJ Fleck is getting all that done uh, at about five twenty. I'm John Gaskins in the KWSN.com studio downtown Sioux Falls. Craig is once again. Where are you again?
1: The, the I am in the the, the talking about the um, undisclosed the the undisclosed location. Yes. No longer. That was, a, that was awful. <laughs> no
0: longer an undisclosed location.
1: No, it's the undisclosed location. I should probably add university to that at the end.
0: At, at this point, Craig, you need to get a sponsor for this. I mean, if these college athletes can get uh, name and likeness compensation, and you know, all we I
1: have to do is apparently tweet or do something on YouTube, and I'm all set. And that's ready right.
0: Uh, Blake Lawrence, a former Husker football player, who has started up a business helping kids make money. Uh, college athletes. Right now, it's pro athletes, but it will be college athletes eventually when it's legal to make money off of just about everything they tweet for for product endorsement and beyond. Fascinating conversation that you can find on our Marv's Body Shop podcast page at KWSN.com. We're monetizing off of our podcast page. And uh, we're certainly helping. uh, We're certainly getting help from Matt Zimmer as well. He's on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line uh, because of that interesting discussion with Blake Lawrence. Matthew joined us later than he usually does. He's kind enough to stay with us. Um, And uh, I wouldn't say we've exhausted this topic, it's interesting. And uh, Matt doesn't think it's very realistic. Uh, uh, of, of Twins AAA coming to Sioux Falls, at least in the near future, even though Lavelli Neal III, a Twin City sports writer, has written the words, Sioux Falls is hungry for baseball, and told us on this show. Heavy hitters in Sioux Falls, chomping at the bit to move heaven and earth to bring Twins AAA baseball to Sioux Falls. That, of course, is if the idea of bringing AAA baseball to St. Paul doesn't work. That appears to be the Minnesota Twins' aim. Okay, John Kuhn was on with us earlier, Zim. I'm going to read you a letter from Eric, uh, one of our listeners, He said, Kuhn sounded skeptical Sioux Falls could support a team. Loved to talk about a honeymoon period for a new venue. Because Kuhn told us, yeah, three years, you build a new stadium in any minor league town, independent, single A, double A, triple A, you'll get an attendance spike because it's a new stadium. Uh, He brought up the excellent information on his time in Sioux Falls. Mentioned opening day in May being 42 degrees. Move that back to April for AAA ball. And uh, nobody's showing up in that kind of weather for for AAA games. Eric said this town is half dead on summer evenings because a lot of people bail or go camping to the river or lake. Um, But a lot of people go to these hockey games because people often want to get out of the house for something to do in the wintertime. And it's a, Matt, it's kind of an age old argument Craig and I have is Sioux Falls a hockey town because the Stampede can bring 6,000 people a game and are bucking the trends of declining attendance in minor league and collegiate sports of the last several years. And or is Sioux Falls not a baseball town because the attendance there has been declining? Do people go or not go to some of these games in town because of the sports themselves?
2: Uh, I agree with Eric. Um, I think, you know, is Sioux Falls a hockey town? No, it's not. Uh, but the reasons the Stampede draw well are, one, uh it's the only hockey there is really here. So the p- few people in town who are big hockey fans, they've been great supporters of the Stampede from the get-go. It almost kind of has its own, I don't want to say cult following, but they have a very dedicated fan base that they've always had just because of hockey. You don't have that necessarily with the Sky Force, the Canaries. Um, but I definitely agree with his sentiment that no one's going to Canaries games in the summer because the novelty has kind of worn off with that to now where people are like, hey, we only get three months of summer in this part of the country. We're going to spend it, you know, at the lake, fishing, camping, uh, taking the kids, you know, to, to their games, the little league games or whatever, grilling out with friends. People just aren't going to make minor league baseball a big part of their summer activities when they have such a limited time for it. And then on the flip side, that's something that so many of the winter sports in this state do—an the, the advantage they do have—is that people do get tired of being cooped up in their houses and being freezing cold all the time. So they're more willing to go to Stampede games, Skyforce games, SDSU basketball games, Augustana basketball games, whatever it is. I don't think Sioux Falls is or isn't a baseball town necessarily, but to kind of circle it back to your uh, what we were talking about earlier, whoever told Lavelle Neal that this town is you know thirsty for baseball, where do have baseball in a lot of different iterations? There's high school baseball, Legion baseball, college baseball, a minor league baseball team. That yeah, they've struggled over the years, but the attendance has never wavered based on their win and loss record anyway. So uh, again, I just you know I, I don't know where where those thoughts are coming from, and and I think this city has kind of. I think we've kind of almost got to a point when it comes to, you know, minor league baseball or any of the other things, it's kind of one of those it is what it is sort of things. And, and you know, we're, we're, to get it to what John Kuhn said, you know, would there be a, a bump with, new attend- with a new stadium? Absolutely. Would there be a bump uh, by moving to affiliated baseball uh, with a new stadium and tied into it? Absolutely. Um, but would, would Sioux Falls, you know, all of a sudden be, you know, enormous Sioux Falls Red Wings fans, or they probably wouldn't call themselves the Red Wings, but whatever, you know, like, would, would everyone suddenly, after 10 years or however long the it takes for that stadium honeymoon period uh, to blow over, are people going to be filling that stadium night in and night out to watch AAA baseball? I don't necessarily think that they are.
1: You know, when I look at the Pacific League, <clears throat> Tacoma, Memphis, Omaha, Reno, uh, Reno is... Two hundred fifty thousand people. Omaha is two and a half times bigger than Sioux Falls. Memphis is three and a half times bigger. Tacoma is about the same, and all those cities are averaging about five thousand in attendance. It would be hard right. for me to believe that Sioux Falls would be more than five thousand per attendance when they if they would be in the Pacific League.
2: Well, and that's also why the Twins would be interested in this. It's not on the Twins to sell the tickets. Yep, you know they're the ones that are just like, hey, we would love to have. Our affiliate there and have nice facilities and a nice stadium and everything, it's up to you guys to sell the ticket. So the Twins could, in theory, have Sioux Falls be their AAA affiliate for a few years, and they would love it because, yeah, it's only four hours away, and, you know, they have a nice new stadium and all that, but it might take only three years for whoever owns the Canaries at that time to go, or the, the Sioux Falls AAA team at that time to go, yeah, we're losing money hand over fist here because we can only get 4,000 people to come out to the games every night, and that'll be over with, so... Um, Again, I I, I would never completely rule out anything, especially further down the road. Uh, But with everything being what it is right now, I just don't see any way it's on the agenda right. or on the horizon
0: and if you have any different of an answer than that to the following question just just say same answer after this and then we'll because we are going to move on from this unless craig has anything else to ask but uh, uh, going back to the sanford aspect of this another one of our listeners andy wrote to me today he just thinks going back to Neal's remark that sioux falls is hungry for baseball chomping at the bit will move heaven and earth My inference, and I put Lavelle on the spot, and people can listen to that podcast on the Marv's Body Shop podcast page at kwsn.com, about what that little sentence meant that seemed to, of course, be a big deal and open our eyes whether we believe it or not. Sioux Falls is hungry for baseball. I said, did you mean the people of Sioux Falls, or do you just mean heavy hitters in Sioux Falls? And basically, Lavelle's answer was heavy hitters. The only name he would mention was the $2 billion man, T. Denny Sanford. That, and and that's, how, that's who I was thinking of when he says Sioux Falls. He means people in Sioux Falls that are like at Sanford and bringing big sports things to Sioux Falls that we never would have imagined over a decade ago. And Andy just wrote in, he thinks this would be a part of the bigger picture of Sanford, another piece of putting their athletic performance program on the map. And perhaps guys like Nelson Cruz, Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton coming to Sioux Falls during the season to rehab in the Sanford facilities. John Kuhn said he doesn't believe that would happen. They have first grade facilities uh, in Fort Myers already in its warmer weather. But anyway, Andy says this is the type of exposure you really need to validate and grow your product they're offering at Sanford on the campus. The baseball team might take a net loss, but now you have your foot in the door to big opportunities. Andy says his wife used to work in marketing in Sioux Falls, knows that Sanford's biggest challenge in that department is that most folks on the national level don't know where or what Sioux Falls is. That's why they try and bring events to town like the Sanford International why do you think Sanford is such a big sponsor of Twins baseball at Target Field when they aren't in the Minneapolis market? They want their name out. So maybe somebody watching Sports Center on the East or West Coast, Andy writes, sees that ex player recalled from AAA to Sioux Falls. The fan says, Where the hell is Sioux Falls? and Googles it. That's exposure. And um, so that is his theory on the, the, the Sanford driven part of this that makes it a possible reality. Okay. What do, you, what do you make of that?
2: Um, I, I, again, I, I don't doubt necessarily. I, I wouldn't put anything past the Sanford folks, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like I said, they have made it very clear that they're willing to, to aim as high as possible in anything and everything, and I don't know if baseball is part of their grand plan or not uh but if it is we're talking about you know that 20 million dollar fee to become affiliated then a new, a new stadium if it's going to be the kind of thing that that they want we all know they're going to want something top of the line we're talking what another fifty, sixty million, 60 million and then having to deal with all the logistical problems of having baseball in a climate in a market like this uh i just don't see it coming coming together quickly enough for that to be realistic, it, right now, with the timing of the Twins looking for a new AAA affiliate. Yeah. All
1: right. I got uh, one one last question on baseball, and that is the plan that Major League Baseball wants to cut the number of minor league teams by 25%. Could that be a benefit for Sioux Falls down the road, getting better talent?
2: Probably, yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the the large majority of minor league baseball players only exist so that they have enough guys to play games so that the real prospects can, you know, work their way up a Um, There's so much filler in minor league baseball. And most of those guys are the ones that end up playing in independent baseball because the parent club only keeps them around long enough till there's a new cycle of filler guys to come in. Um, you cut you cut a big chunk of those guys out. They're going to have to look for someplace else to play. I mean, obviously many of them will retire, uh, but certainly if you're, you know, trimming the workforce at the, in the, in that, in the affiliated arena by 25%. When you think of how many minor league teams there are and how many minor league players there are, that definitely means there's going to be more players that are going to be available and willing to play independent baseball.
1: That's 42 teams. Yeah. That Wow. We'll see what happens uh, with that uh, elimination. Hey, I got one quick question regarding uh, the the Mole Valley, maybe the Summit League. Specifically, Youngstown State, uh, their athletic director came out today, and they have said they're projecting almost $9 million in reduction of state funding, maybe another million in investment. It's going to affect uh, athletics at Youngstown. In fact, uh, they have said they've had conversations with league rivals to find ways to work together to try and lower expenses. Have you heard anything between conversations with Youngstown and South Dakota State on how they can maybe save some money this following season?
2: I have not, uh, I haven't, but I haven't talked to Justin Sell since the pandemic started. Um, I'll just say that nothing would surprise me, and certainly, I mean, we all know that's where this is headed. I mean, whether we have a college football season or not, and I I think at the highest levels, we probably will, on some level, but if there's no people going to those games, the shortfall in money is, is going to be tremendous and that's going to affect everybody. And there's no question that teams, schools are going to start you know, putting their heads together and saying, how can we find a way to get through this without gutting our athletic programs? And also, you know, making sure that when, when this ends, however it ends, whenever it ends, and we're allowed to go back to life, you know, back to normal. And I don't mean back to normal, like what we're talking about in the next couple of months, but I mean back to normal where, Hundred thousand people can gather in one place. Um, we all want to be able to go back to that, and to be able to do that. As far as having college football, having college basketball, having college baseball, soccer, tennis, golf, all these other you know sports that are on the periphery and need those bigger sports to help support them. We got to start doing things now to ensure that that kind of existence can still be a reality whenever this pandemic ends. So I, you know, I would definitely expect all these schools to be putting their heads together trying to figure anything out and being absolutely willing to work together cooperate compromise whatever it takes yeah by the way i mean you wrote a
0: column it was almost a month ago that you you just think nba nhl that's out the window maybe major league baseball you just felt like it's a long time before sports comes back i know that's generalizing the point of a a well-written and thought out column Do, do you feel any differently a month later
2: a little bit um it seems like People I thought we were gonna be a little bit more uh careful and I didn't think we would be rushing to reopen everything as quickly as we are. Um, especially when the majority of Americans still have made it clear that they don't want to eliminate social distancing policies and they don't wanna just throw everything in back into chaos by lifting restrictions, but that appears to be the reality and it appears that um You know, we're going to have a football season. We're probably going to have a baseball season. I'm still skeptical that NHL and NBA playoffs can be pulled off, but I guess if those leagues want to do it badly enough, they'll figure out a way to do it. And obviously people are starving for something to watch on TV, even if they can't go to the games. So, uh, you know, selfishly, I would love to have Major League Baseball on, on the 1st of July or whenever they're talking about opening it. It'll suck that I can't go to any games, and it'll really suck if, you know, a bunch of players get sick. Um, but you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm sitting here bored on my mind, wishing there were sports to watch. So if they come back, will I be watching those games? Of course I will.
0: Do you foresee fans being at, at, at football stadiums, whether it be in Brookings, South Dakota or Lincoln, Nebraska, or U S bank stadium for the Minnesota Vikings at, at any point in the season?
2: I really have no idea. Um, it, 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 it's just, you know, you you're hearing, and I don't want to get into politics or anything, but. You know, you're hearing two different uh, sides of everything. You hear, you know, doctors and scientists saying, like, we can't go back to major sporting events with people in it for a long, long time, essentially until we have a vaccine. Uh, It won't be safe to do that until there's a vaccine. Then you have, you know, people, whether it's the president or whoever else, saying, like, it's time to go back to normal or at least as close to back to normal as possible. So you got conflicting viewpoints on it. And I don't know who's going to win out. Uh, So, you know, are we going to have games? Are we going to have games without people, games with people? I'm just like everybody else. We're waiting and seeing what happens. Hey, by
0: the way, are you watching Korean baseball? It got started yesterday. What? Pro baseball.
2: I, I heard about it. I haven't watched any of it yet. I don't think that would really, I don't think that would interest me too much. If I, uh, it's, I, mean, I mean, I I am starved for, for watching live sports, but honestly, if it comes to watching the Korean League or just playing as the twins on PlayStation, I'd probably rather do the latter. So.
0: Why? Just because they're not uh, familiar?
2: Yeah, I don't. You know, it's different. Different league, different people, different culture. And I'm not really interested. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, who knows? I'll give it a shot, and maybe it'll change my mind. But you know, I'd rather pretend to be Josh Donaldson <laughs> if I can't watch watch <laughs> Josh Donaldson than uh, watch a bunch of guys I've never heard of. I guess. Got it,
0: Zim. Thanks as always. Appreciate uh, the adjusted time today. Yeah, no matter. No problem. See you. Matt Argus Leader, read his stuff at Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Well, we'll get a better idea of Power 5 football returning with or without fans, but also in the meantime how the Gophers appear to be getting a leg up on competition even during the pandemic where nobody can go anywhere. Andy Greeter, our Gopher guy at the Pioneer Press, next on Craig & John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com.
1: Did you miss one of the awesome discussions or compelling interviews? Hear them back by going to kwsn.com. Click on Podcasts. It's easy and available anytime. Kwsn.com. Click on Podcast.